Welcome to Creative Mind Living, a podcast for people interested in personal growth based on the principles of Carl Jung, neuroscience, and Eastern philosophies. We are your hosts, Deborah and Robert Maldonado, founders of Creative Mind Coaching. All right, Rob, we are back with another episode and we are continuing our conversation this week on boundaries. Yes, by popular demand, we are continuing our talk on boundaries. And we're going to be talking about establishing and keeping our boundaries and specifically for romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. And we all know that romantic relationships, how we do them is probably mirrored in other relationships in life, but we'll talk about uh, primarily romantic, but keep in mind other relationships in your life. And I think this topic is really uh, meaningful right now because of the Me Too movement. Sure. There's, uh, It's almost as if the Me Too uh, kind of exposed lack of boundaries, a poorly defined boundaries for all these women uh, in their early life, for them to get into mm. a position like that where, and men, and the men, how they were trained that you can just take advantage of women and women are conditioned to say, don't say anything because no one will believe you. And so we have this kind of Mm -hmm. culmination of the two lack of boundaries um, coming together in this big worldwide movement of speaking up and really starting to establish it. So I'm really excited for women of this time is to stop tolerating uh, poor behavior and really start keep standing in your power. So those of you who are, um, you know, have experienced something like that. Um, we all have, I think every woman I've had sexual harassment. I've had, you know, things happen that I just like, wow, you know, I wish I had stronger boundaries back then, especially as a young professional woman. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it hurts everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the thing about, uh, uh, not setting proper boundaries. It hurts the whole system, Mm -hmm. uh, the whole society. Uh, Because you don't keep boundaries and the men think it's okay. And then they continue the behavior and they end up doing the same thing to someone else. So by you establishing it, you can actually stop the process, stop the pattern, or at least do something to shift the pattern in a way. Yeah. And I think it's part of cultural evolution. Mm. Uh, You know, we kind of outgrow the old patterns Mm -hmm. and a new conversation has to take place, a new arrangement of what are the boundaries and Mm -hmm. how do we talk about them? A lot of times I think people talk about boundaries as just relationships like romantic and then with family, but there are many different relationships that we have in our life that we need to establish boundaries in. Absolutely. And, and even romantic relationships don't take place in a vacuum. They Mm -hmm. take place in a cultural setting, right? With Mm -hmm. families, with friends, and of course, casual relationships where we have to deal with professionals such as teachers, uh, clergy, medical professionals, uh, colleagues at work, Mm -hmm. and our partners, Mm -hmm. colleagues and families and friends. (laughs) Oh, and those are the, they're the (laughs) biggest problem, right? (laughs) And uh, acquaintances, uh, people that we casually know in in passing, Mm -hmm. you know, we, uh, all of those uh, levels of relationships have to have uh, some kind of boundaries. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of them are implied. We never talked about talk about them or define them clearly, but they're implied, meaning uh, we kind of agree socially just that that's the way it is, right? Mm. So um, what's 
why do we need these relationships anyway? Like, <laughs> why can't we just live our own little life and, and be isolated and not have to deal with people? Right. I think, you know, as human beings, we are uh, social group uh, creatures. Mm. And so we find our fulfillment in relationship with others. So we have to deal with them. Yeah. And uh, it's the way we know ourselves, Mm -hmm. the way we develop uh, as a person through these relationships, Uh, the way we grow emotionally. Mm. Obviously, in a good relationship, that's really where the growth takes place. And uh, we communicate and maintain meaningful bonds with other people through these uh, setting and understanding of boundaries. Mm. And then, uh, um, like uh, like you were, uh, you, you know, we were talking earlier. It's fun to relate to other people and be, and be yourself. Yes, without feeling like you're walking on eggshells and don't know what to expect or what they expect of you. There's certain people in your life where you have established boundaries, and it's you know like your special best girlfriend sometimes, and you just those those relationships are so fulfilling because you you know like you call each other on your stuff and you're open and you're mm-hmm. honest and they know the real you and it just feels so good and you're just like why can't everyone be like you and a lot of times I'll have my my clients tell me I wish I could marry my girlfriend <laughs> instead of finding a guy because I feel so good around her it's like how can we establish romantic uh relationships that are just as powerful as that wonderful yeah. best friend that you can be totally you with yeah yeah, I I can't remember the movie, but it was uh, one of the lines was uh, at the end of the day you just want to laugh. You, yes, you, know, you just want to have a good laugh, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's a good romantic relationship. You can laugh together. Mm. So then, the unhealthy relationships, and I think this is why people tend to not want to connect with other people or have a hesitation to really bond with other people. Um, the, uh, some some behaviors that are where really show that you don't have healthy boundaries is either you're doing it like teasing or bullying someone. Um, so let's say you have an employee at work that isn't really showing up. And so instead of being direct and saying, hey, you were supposed to be on time here, you are very passive aggressive and you're kind of bullying them a little bit or teasing them in front of everyone like, oh, well, thank you for showing up. <laughs> I've or, seen some couples like that. Yeah, too, couples. Yeah. Like uh, like at, at, you're at the dinner party and uh, out to dinner with a bunch of couples and then you're like teasing. Um, there was that movie... Um, uh, that woman with the, from Seinfeld, where she was with the guy, and at dinner she was mm-hmm. saying, uh, "You know, I got him a, a cook a, a diet book or something." Kidding around, teasing him, but billing him about his his being overweight, oh, yeah. and so that's kind of a lack of boundary. Um, power struggles, where you feel as though you're always trying to be in control, and uh, romantic relationships. It's who has the upper hand and, uh, and even where one person's overpowering the other person and the other person constantly feels like they're being oppressed or the other way around where you feel like you're bulldozing over the other person and they're just kind of wimpy and they just like, and, and then you almost like you lose attraction to that person because you're like, I can just get away with anything. I could just not show up. I could date five other guys and this guy is still like, oh, I love you. And so that's really an unhealthy relationship. Uh, angry outbursts. If you find yourself like losing it or them losing it with you, again, unhealthy. 
withholding love. Uh, when we were kids, we were disciplined uh, with withholding love. When our parents were disappointing with us, we knew it. We were like, they, we felt feel them shut down. That open-hearted, soft, loving mom has a stern look. She tells you to go to your room. You feel isolated. So <laughs> we kind of do that in relationships, like go to your room. You have a timeout. Um, not returning texts, right? Withholding love. So we feel that that's not a healthy relationship. If someone's mad at you for something you did and they just shut down, that's not healthy. So a lot of people, like uh, I know I work with a lot of women that will tell me, you know, I said the wrong thing and I feel really bad and now he won't return my texts. That's not a healthy relationship. You didn't do anything wrong. A healthy person would say, you know what? It really pissed me off that you said that. Let's talk about it. That's a healthy relationship. So if you feel that people are doing that to you, remember, uh, that's not healthy. So you have to think it to yourself, is this the kind of relationship I want? Yeah, and we all do these kind of behaviors, but uh, when it becomes a pattern, when you mm. see it over and over in the mm-hmm. relationship, and it becomes like the way you're interacting, then it's a problem. And of course, there's a couple others, like uh, they're coercing you to do things you don't want to do, peer pressure, they're like, uh, you know, getting your friends to gang up on you, <laughs> or you're doing that to them, you're, you know, trying to coerce them. You need like, uh, I know for you, Rob, if you don't want to do something, you don't want you say no, I, I can't convince you to go to <laughs> some party with my friends. It's, it's like, unless you want to go, it's, it's not I don't manipulate you or make you feel guilty that you don't go. Um, unreasonable demands like that, and humiliation, uh, that humiliating your partner in public around other people or making them feel bad. Uh, Here's what I see a lot. Women um, experiencing men like humiliating them because they were open, you know, and honest and that making them trying to shame them for their behavior. And so we have to watch out for that. Not healthy. Now here's the red flags. These are like extreme, like these should be on like the (laughs) the DEFCON five criticism, yelling, swearing, uh, angry gestures, coercion, threats, like when it gets really intense. So these other ones that I mentioned are kind of light and you could talk it through, but these are really like, like I said, DEFCON 5, better call call, call in uh, help. Uh, violence, uh, again, physical, sexual attacks or threats, we definitely, that's a big red flag. And then seduction, that let's, after a fight, they're apologizing and then they do the behavior again and then they apologize. And we see this a lot in abusive relationships. So definitely red flags. If you're enjoying this conversation and do not want it to end, it doesn't have to. You can join us on our Facebook fan page at Creative Mind Method and continue the conversation. Get tools, free visualizations, free downloads and announcements of live events and new courses that we're hosting. So join us after the show at Creative Mind Method on Facebook. See you there. That's right. So now, how do we how do we do a uh, good boundary setting and keeping? Yes. What's um, the basics? What's a, to 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 turn the ship around and have great boundaries? Yes. So here are three basic rules to keep in mind: communication, trust, and respect. So, what does good communication mean in boundaries? It's talking. And listening. In other words... Uh, what did you of, say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people think that they're communicating because they're talking a lot, but they're not listening. So it's a two-way street that you have to 
think about in, in establishing good boundaries. You have to communicate your wants and your needs, but you also have to listen to your partner's wants and needs. And you have to be open and honest. And this is one thing that um, we often don't want to hear the truth. Not only speak the truth, but we don't want to hear the truth. Like that movie, you can't handle the truth. We, we want to be open to feedback. And a lot of times we avoid communication and that kind of having those tough conversations because we don't want to hear what that person has to say. Like we want to hear them say, you know, I really am not interested in you or I'm really not looking for a commitment or I'm really um, not um, feeling it with you. Uh, We don't want to hear it. So we kind of brush it away and we don't ask directly uh, and we're not listening. And uh, so we have to be open and honest with how we feel, but also be open to receive their honest feedback. Yeah, yeah. And I think we have to be very conscious of our body language and our tone of voice, especially men. Mm. Uh, You know, we saw uh, like a few months ago, there was that uh, Art Kelly interview uh, with one of the female reporters where he stands up and, you know, he's kind of standing right over her screaming that those kind of the Oprah's friend, she kept saying her yeah, name over and over again. Those kind of gestures are very aggressive, and you know, often people are not conscious, or men are not conscious of the power that that has over other people. Uh, so, yes, communication is is good. We want to be expressing our passion and our thoughts and all that, but you got to watch the body language mm-hmm. and the and the tone of voice, right? You want to be open calm as much as possible. Also, when you think of the tone, if you're not verbally, because now every, no one talks on the phone anymore, everyone's texting each other. So communication becomes bold, bolded. The yelling becomes bolded. (laughs) And so you have to be careful of people, you know, saying what the hell and, you know, with the big quotes and shut up and that kind of, it's, it's the same as yelling. And so all caps is yelling. And so we have to be careful of that as well. And then uh, dumping or the silent treatment, you know, like I'm going to just dump all over you. This is all my problems I have with you, or I'm just not going to communicate at all. I'm just going to withdraw communication and I'm just going to be quiet. And you see that happen when people are mad, they kind of shut down and you're like, well, talk to me. Nope. No, I'm just, I'm mad. I don't want to talk. That's not really establishing boundaries. It's almost like punishing the other person without really telling them how you feel. And that's kind of a a very infantile way of communicating. Yeah. So number one, you need a good, uh, uh, you need to establish good communication between each other so that the boundaries then can be communicated clearly Mm. and effectively. Uh, The second principle is you have to cultivate trust. Mm. And this begins by being honest, Mm -hmm. which is often hard. Mm -hmm. But you have to be honest about your needs. Uh, You have to express your displeasure Mm -hmm. when there is displeasure. And, you you know, not uh, in an aggressive way, not in a uh, sarcastic or passive-aggressive manner, but in a clear and concise manner. I also think it's really important to think about consistency when you're uh, cultivating trust, because if you're consistent with your boundaries and consistent with your communication, it's much easier than if you change the rules all the time. And I think a lot of people, this idea of being reliable 
and responsible and uh, so they can ex- know what to expect right. um, in a relationship. It's, it's that, wow, that didn't bother you last week, but now all of a sudden this bothers you. That's the, uh, that's the holding, you know, the, the inconsistency that ca- causes confusion and causes lack of trust. Because now, I, like, for instance, if someone opens up to you and you have a great conversation and then the next time they open up to you, you shut them down, they're not going to trust to open up to you again. They're not going to, is it safe or not? And a, a good relationship is that mutual, if I open up, I trust that you're going to be open to that as well. That's right. So be reliable and responsible and expect the same from mm-hmm. your partner. Absolutely. And then what happens in a relationship without trust? Uh, you start second guessing mm-hmm. uh, each other mm-hmm. and not believing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's betrayal uh, by sharing of secrets, intimate secrets that you have between each other. You start to tell uh, your friends or her her uh, family members. What a pain in the butt he is. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not telling him directly. And Don't tell Rob, but this really gets really bothers me that he does this. Yes. Yeah. Obsessively checking on the other person. Mm. You know, we see that with couples where they start to get... Uh, very suspicious and always have to be uh, kind of keeping track of where the other person is and Mm -hmm. all that. And so that is trust. And the last one is respect. That's right. And trust and really and supporting each other is respect. It's this idea that um, you're going to treat someone like the golden rule, like they treat you. Um, You value each other's independence. So, there is this bond that happens in a relationship, but you also want to respect their independence as well, their own life. They don't need to be with you 24-7. They, they don't, unless Rob, you're Rob and I, you're always together, but we respect our independence. We each have our own little projects that we do. We have a different set of friends sometimes that we spend time with. So it's, it's that respecting and not being um, controlling every moment of their life. And also their dreams. And I, th- I see a lot of women that are they're afraid to go for their dreams because their husband maybe isn't or partner isn't ma- as successful as them. And so they kind of hold themselves Ooh, yeah. back. And then the, the unsuccessful partner is kind of dragging them down a little bit, is not respecting their need for independence or their need for reaching their dreams. And they want to like they it comes out of fear. They're afraid they're going to mm-hmm. lose her or him to someone, you know, to something else if they keep growing. And so remember, whether it's your partner who's going off and going for their dream, or you're going off for your dream, you you want a cheerleader with you that's going to say, go for it, you know, be excited. And when we first met, you and I weren't working together, and I was writing my book, you were so supportive and respective of my dreams. You weren't tearing me down and going... Well, Deb, you don't have a, a PhD. I don't know if anyone's going to buy your book. You were very, very uh, empowering. And that's really what you want in a partner, someone who respects you and, and lets you live your dreams. Absolutely. And then um, and be yourself. You know, they're not trying to make you into something they want you to be. Yeah. Right? And uh, respect yourself. Uh, because if you don't respect yourself, you can't expect your partner to respect you or other people to respect you. Mm-hmm. So self-respect is really the key here. Mm-hmm. You have to learn 
kind of how to set boundaries with yourself. In a way. I know. <laughs> Where it's like what you're tolerating. Yeah. What do you tolerate in in your own life, in your own uh, kind of uh, personal sphere? So let's do a quick little assessment. Look at these three main areas, and then we're going to get into what to do, how to do this. Uh, measure in your mind, take a self-assessment from one to 10 for each of these areas of how much healthy you think you are in that from one to 10. So communication, what we described, being mm-hmm. open and honest, talking and listening, uh, really being that compassionate listener, one to 10. Yes. And do you express your needs and desires? Mm-hmm. Uh, one means n- not at all, and 10 means all the time. And most likely none of us are at a 10, so just be honest about that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't cheat on the test. Yeah, so three would not be a good place. Uh, seven would be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the second one is trust. How, do you, how much do you, uh, how honest are you with others? How honest are you with yourself? Uh, are you reliable? Mm-hmm. Do you trust your decisions? Do you trust yourself? And do you trust the person you're with if you're in a relationship? Yes. And again, three, not a good place to be. <laughs> Seven, really good. Good target. And then the last one is respect. How much do you respect yourself? And how much do you believe if you're in a relationship, your partner respects you? Uh, one to ten. Again? Mm-hmm. Three is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything uh, under three is not good. Uh, anything above uh, seven is really good. And so this isn't uh, a permanent uh, assessment. You take it and you say, okay, let me work a little bit now on these three. Communication, trust, and respect. So let's get into how to do that. Unhealthy relationship, meaning your your scores are low on all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Keep in mind, you can always work it out. You can always improve your communication, uh, cultivate trust and respect. If you've tried these or, you know, you you get to the point where you try these over and over and it doesn't work, you can always end the relationship. Mm. You know, remember, you're not trapped. You can always decide to say goodbye. Um, if you're stuck, because we know sometimes people get stuck in, in situations. They're financially. Financially, children, mm-hmm. family, commitments, etc. cetera. Uh, and there is uh, dysfunction and abuse and, you know, uh, a real serious lapse in boundaries. You can always tell someone, mm. get help. Mm-hmm. There, There is assistance out there. There is help. There's therapy. There's counselors. There's support groups, et cetera, that, you know, can help you work your way through these boundary issues. And also, um, you know, when we say take steps toward the three, it's, it's you take steps. You, it's going to feel uncomfortable because it's mm-hmm. against your conditioning. And so you're going to feel scared and you may even get a negative response, but you have to be unattached to that communication. You have to do it for the sake of doing it. And if the relationship is meant to grow together, he or she will grow with you and and work without with you. But if they shut down or they get mad, then it's another, it's a red flag. It's like, well, maybe I shouldn't be in this relationship. Maybe I've been 
you know, blind to it. Yeah. And if you're helping a friend. Yeah. Cause it, a lot of people that listen to our work aren't really an abusive, it doesn't seem to be a comment over the people that follow us, but if you have a friend even that's in a situation. Yeah. Not necessarily abusive, but just in, in, in dysfunctional, uh, bad relationships. A bad like, guy. <laughs> well, yeah. in, in situations where the boundaries are not really there, mm-hmm. right? They're not being respected consistently. And it's not a healthy situation because as we talked in the beginning, uh, relationships are, are there to support us, to make us happy, right? To bring that joyfulness into life. Uh, so anyway, if you're helping friends with the, with these questions, don't make them feel bad about their choices, mm-hmm. right? In other words, don't talk about, oh, you, you should have known better or what were you thinking when you got into this I told you Joe was a jerk when you met him. <laughs> yes, but be more supportive, kind mm-hmm. of listen, understand, kind of, you know, put, you, three, put yourself in their shoes. The three things, listen, communicate, trust. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Respect, yeah. yeah. Um. If they are really stuck, offer to go with them to find help or mm-hmm. to get help, mm-hmm. you know, a counseling or a support group. And remember, don't try to rescue them. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take it upon yourself that, oh, you fail them because you can't rescue them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not your job. Your, your job as a friend is to listen, be supportive, kind of give them that uh, that. Uh, shoulder to mm-hmm. lean on. So uh, you, for most of you, you probably have a little light uh, impact with uh, boundaries. And, it, you know, most, ex- we don't usually see a lot of people with extremes, but those little tiny ways that we lie to ourselves or not be completely honest, or we don't ask for what we want, or we don't respect ourselves. Those have a big impact on our life. Even if they're, they're, boundary light. So remember that you deserve to be treated well, you deserve to be treated with respect, and you deserve to have great things in your life. And a lot of times, the reason you don't have the things you want is because of poor boundaries. And it doesn't make that something's wrong with you. It just means that you were conditioned unconsciously to do this copying patterns from other people around you. And so I want to leave today with just this one message that there's nothing wrong with you. And that no matter what you've been taught, you can learn to evolve to a higher level. That's right. You can always make it better. Yes. So everyone, enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this uh, class, and we will see you next week on Creative Mind Living. See you soon.